Hey trainers, we're back with another hopefully useful episode for you guys. Today we're going to go over some intriguing news in the Pokemon Go world. Uh, we're going to grant you access to a trove of knowledge on where to catch a mass of Bulbasaurs. Uh, we're going to tempt you with a tasty new weekly poll. And last but not least, we're going to reveal a very special upcoming episode that may just breach into legendary territory. Here's a hint, it has to do with Pokemon Stadium. So there's the itinerary. Let's check in on our co-hosts. Uh, Jace, how goes your progress in the game? It's going pretty good. Um, just got to level 22, about 22 and a quarter, because it takes a significant amount of experience to get from 21 or from 22 to level 23, which is 100,000. And I guess it just gets harder and harder as you go. So that's awesome. It's pretty ridiculous. What is it? So it's 100,000 between 21 and 22. 22 and 23. 20, it's 100,000. Okay. It's like yeah. it keeps adding another 25,000. Gotcha. Uh, the one before was 75. And then I've heard to get from 39 to 40, it's 5 million experience. Seriously. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't even know how that's going to be achievable. Three months of hard work and a lot of Pidgeys. <laughs> God, you're not kidding. It's going to be like South Park, uh, like the Make Love Not Warcraft episode where yeah. they have to kill like 100 million boars <laughs> so that they can level up. But that's going to be us with Pidgeys. Anyways, well, so you're level 22. Mm -hmm. um, so give us like... What are some of your, your strongest Pokemon right now? My three strongest is going to be my Lapras that I hatched from an egg, 1660, um, named Nessie. And then my Cerberus, mm -hmm. which is my uh, Arcanine, still my second strongest, 1644. Then I have an Executor whose name is Benedict uh, at 1581. <laughs> and yeah, those are my three strongest right Perfect, now. Perfect, dude. You're, uh, pretty, you're getting up good. there. You're getting yeah. up there. Um, all right, Matt. What about you? Uh, how's how's your your adventuring been going? Tell us your what your level. Your do you still have a, a massive amount of Stardust? I still have a lot of Stardust. Yes, my level is actually the same as yours, Jace. It's uh, twenty two, um, but I don't think I can compete on the level of your Pokemon. My highest is <laughs> like the only one that compares is my Arcanine. Mm -hmm. It's Rar Canine. Oh, good. <laughs> 1682. So, and then my next one after that is 1397. It's my uh, Vaporeon. And then so far down, I one of the best ones I have right now is my Omastar. Oh, dude, you're doing great. I worked really awesome. hard for that. Yeah. <laughs> he's that he's awesome. a good guy. Yeah, I like Omastar a so. lot. So, how much Stardust did you say you had? Did you say? Uh, just 134,000. Yeah, just, just that much. Um, yeah, how much do I have? Let's see. Uh, oh, 700. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, we're right there together, man. That's uh, you really have seven hundred. Yeah, I power I power stuff up. I just get tempted. I can't <laughs> oh help myself. God. I have ninety three thousand. Oh man. So I'm I'm kind of close behind on that aspect. You're winning, man. All right. So we have a new co-host with us today. His name is Tanner. He has uh, beautiful beautiful locks of hair that I am jealous of, and that is who he is, and that is who. I want to be, and this is him. That's Introduce who, yourself. That's who he is. Just he's his hair. <laughs> yeah. That's, all. that's, it. that's him. That's, that's you, what makes Tanner Tanner. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Give us like a quick um, an introduction. Let, let us know your a quick story of your Pokemon history, like we did in the first episode, and then uh, just your progress in the game as of late. Well, cool. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. First of all. Oh, um, absolutely. Gosh, jumping back in time with Pokemon. I, I think my first memory of 
really getting to understand the Pokemon is I went to school one day and there was just a huddle of kids outside before the bell rang and my friend had a Zapdos and I just remember looking at this holographic shiny card and what is this? And then as the day went on, I got my first two cards. I got a Growlithe and I got a Dratini. And then ever since then, I just steadily started watching the show before school and played the hell out of Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Stadium growing up and then eventually got into the Game Boy games. And yeah, just <laughs> been pretty hooked ever since. It's kind of weird how similar all of our stories are when it comes yeah. to Pokemon. Like when you're bringing yeah. up the elementary school huddles, I'm like, yep, that's <laughs> yeah. Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Stadium. We're both brought up from, you know, Matt and Jason Ethan's yeah. stories. Um, that's good. Uh, how's your Pokemon Go adventuring been? It's okay. I'm not finding anything that makes me want to go outside and keep catching for that Pokedex. Right. I mean, every once in a while, if I traverse to Salt Lake, there's some pretty good stuff out there. But it just yeah, I'm busy with work all the time, and when I'm home, I'm just I just don't want to go hunt for things because it's a million degrees outside. And yeah, it's been I, rough. Yeah, I've I've. I've few i'm pretty proud of i love all the nicknames by the way like keep that coming keep nicknaming all of these pokemon Dude, give us some of them what, what do you got uh so for my i have a ride on and i named him tankard oh and, yeah <laughs> tankard. and then i have an arcanine as well seems to be pretty popular and i named him apollo and then another one of my favorites i did all of the uh evolutions um i did vaporeon as triton i did fitting Jolteon as Bolton. I read the names and I want to read the Pokemon's names and not the nicknames. So. Right, understandable. And then, uh, yeah, and then I just want some fun ones. Like, uh, I named my Parasect Fun Guy. Not well, yeah. like, not <laughs> like Fun Guy, like the mushroom, but he's a fun guy. You know, like a good uh, pun. Oh. I appreciate a good pun. <laughs> you're, a, you're, a, you're a pun guy. Oh! <laughs> Man, this is, we're already going real, down a steep hill. <laughs> Our episode title is A Pun? Uh, so yeah, you guys. I mean, if if you don't like bad puns, just this might be the time to to just skip to the Bulbasaur information because they're going to be flying at you hardcore. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, no, no regrets. We're going in. <laughs> um, the is... puns will Bulbasaur. Oh, <laughs> soar over the sky. Oh, yuck! God. Yuck! Yuck! Oh God! Here we go. <laughs> um, anyways, there you go. My Pokemon progress as of late, uh, if you guys listened to the last episode, Glitches, man, you could tell that I was not very happy with the game in said moments. Uh, since then, I've, I almost, I want to say, I got a little burned out on Pokemon Go. Uh, that's not for lack of love for Pokemon Go. I think it's a, a brilliant game. I just think that there are things still that need to be fixed, and... A lot of us that are putting a lot of time into the game are hitting, we pretty much are doing everything there is to do. Like, there's, no, there's nothing to keep us coming back on an addictive basis yet. We need to fight each other. We need fights and we need trading. We're, we're trying to love it and we're loving it because it's Pokemon, not necessarily because it's Pokemon Go. So right. once we're able to kind of turn that corner and be like, oh, I love Pokemon Go, it's going to be amazing. But right now it's I love Pokemon, so I'll play Pokemon Go. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the fact that we have to go to an alternative source mm -hmm. just to locate the Pokemon yeah. is the big frustration with me. Yeah, I, I feel as if the distribution of certain Pokemon in certain areas is a little uneven. I mean, like, right. I saw the Honest trailer for Pokemon Go, 
and they just said, these poor Pokemon don't want to live in your poor neighborhoods either, so of course they're going to be all in the cities. So I feel like that's where you have the best luck is like, Metropolitan areas, shopping centers, you know, parks. York, San Francisco. Yeah. Well, first, I want... I, I think that the reason they're doing that is because they do want to bring people together. They are trying to push people together in large groups to be social, and I get that. But, Matt, from what you were saying, uh, how you have to go to an alternative source to locate the Pokemon, are you talking about PokeVision? Yes. Okay, so PokeVision is a thing now. It's that new web app that is connected to Niantic servers, right? It's not a thing. It's the thing. Like, it's the only <laughs> way that you're going to be able to find Pokemon if, yeah. you're just gonna, if you want to be able to find them within the 15 minutes. It's not... I don't know if it's connected to Niantic servers, but it's going to be connected to... Like, they do something. I'm not sure it's an acronym, AD, ATP or something. I don't know. But it's pretty much they're, they're hacked into something using Google Maps to kind of say, oh, these are where the Pokemon are. Shows you in real time where they're at. Uh, it tells you when they're going to despawn. It's extremely reliable. I would probably say about 99%. I've only actually ever had it one time show a Pokemon that wasn't there. And mm -hmm. I've definitely had it where it's it's shown me a Pokemon that's not even on my nearby on Pokemon Go. And I'll go there. I just kind of trusted it for the first couple times. So I'll go there, and it's there most of the time. I mean, I just, just once it wasn't. And it was in a spawn area, so I wasn't that upset about it. So it's www.pokevision.com. It's run by three guys right yeah. now. Three guys and their servers are just getting blown up. I'm sure that they're making a lot of money. Uh, Jay <laughs> swears by Pokevision, as do a lot of people. I was kind of a skeptic about it until we went on this Bulbasaur hunt, which we're going to tell you about shortly. It really works. So if you're having trouble with the tracking system, and let's be honest, who isn't? Just use Pokevision. It's really cool. That's about it for our, our catch-ups. So we got some... It's, uh, we got some news. There's, there's a lot of news going around, a lot of rumors going around. Time for some news. News! So I guess there was um, this park in Japan, in Nagoya, Japan. I'm going to butcher these names. That's uh, okay. Don't Surma Park in Nagoya, Japan. It looks like a giant Pokeball, and there was rumors that there was a Mewtwo that was going to spawn there. And so this this park that, you know, kind of, it's it's large it looks like a pokeball and uh, people are all walking around it just got swarmed with people looking for Mewtwo of course and mm -hmm. of course it was just a rumor and so nothing you know no Mewtwo was caught there was reports that it was catching a lot of Gyarados a lot of Blastoise so it, I mean there's still people there today good. but this was yesterday and it was just flooded full of people and they're all still like going, going. Yeah, like there's Blastoise, 168, still pretty weak, but I mean, it's a Blastoise. Blastoise you know? So how it's did the rumor start? How did they even believe it to for that many people to swarm into this park in Japan? I think it just started by one guy. Um, did it, so did he make like a photoshopped version of like a Photoshop version of yeah, Mewtwo yep. and Pokemon it Go? It all started it when somebody on Twitter claimed that Mewtwo could be found at the park, and it was just a picture of the park. It was a picture of like the park in kind of in-game graphics saying this is why they're doing it like a, an Easter egg because this park is in the game or something like that. <sighs> and then they showed a level 10 Mewtwo with Japanese writing. With just all Japanese writing. And I feel bad for the bastard who heard about this rumor and bought a plane ticket and, <laughs> and, and went, went to straight Japan. to Japan for this. And then he just sobbed. And he just that was it for his life. That's, that's probably why all the Blastoise were there. It was just so much water from all the nerds crying. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You're probably right. If that you go tragic. to a park, though, and you walk away with Blastoise and Gyarados at this yeah. point, I'm pretty sure that's a good haul. 
On Polygon.com, it was confirmed that the Pokemon Go Plus system, the wearable accessory for Pokemon Go, has been delayed until September. That device, if you guys don't know what it does, is supposed to clip onto you know your clothing or your backpack or anything like that, and it, it connects to your game and it vibrates whenever there's a Pokemon spawn. And apparently, you don't even have to throw a Pokeball at the Pokemon. You just, when it vibrates, you push the button. Is that right? Yeah, and it just it just catches the Pokemon. I don't know if it's, we were talking about it a little bit before we started the podcast, and, you know, Matt brought up, well, does it use Pokeballs? How does it kind of find out how many Pokeballs you would have used to try to catch it? And I, I don't even know if it does use Pokeballs. It's just like a little, I've only ever seen it as a wrist. It kind of looks like a wrist watch. But it's kind of like that little thing of Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver where you could put your Pokemon into it and it acted like a pedometer. This just kind of lets you know when there's a Pokemon around that you can go and you can catch. And you just kind of push the button and it catches it. I mean, obviously it's not out yet. I don't know exactly how it works. But that's that's what I have come to understand about it. So you just open your phone and find a surprise. I, yeah. That would be nice. So hypothetically, you're walking out, you're having your day, and your little pokey wristwatch... Oh, and you tap the button. How do you know what you got? Then you How gotta you, open your phone. What if you need to use a berry? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about this, Matt? Like, what, like, what does this do to your brain to think about this Pokemon Go Plus? I'm just, I'm just, I'm mind fucked right now. <laughs> Dude, I, I get that. I get that, man. So yeah, you're, we're gonna have to wait until September uh, for the Pokemon Go Plus. In, in the meantime, just guys. Just be patient. It is on its way. You can do this. We're in this together. It is. It's gonna be a long wait, but it's coming. <laughs> We're gonna like just. It's gonna come out, and it's gonna be kind of like, oh sweet, Pokemon Go. Let's go out and catch everything. You're just gonna be pushing the button all day, all day, all day, and you're gonna come it's home gonna to defeat a the million purpose. Zubats. Oh. <laughs> so many Zubats, and then oh. it's gonna say your Pokemon thing is full. Which brings up another point. What happens if your Pokemon is full and you keep like pushing the button to catch? I wonder if it'll count up maybe give you an alert i know the thing has lights installed into it maybe there's little sound cues like maybe a, it's like you have to if it was full maybe like a yeah. <laughs> some sort of along those lines yeah. anyways uh comicbook.com has uh they dropped some pretty interesting knowledge on the pokemon go world apparently pokemon go has dropped off in terms of users pretty dramatically since the massive spike that it went through for the first week or two. It's uh, at July 14th, the game was measured at 25 million users, which is hard to wrap your head around regardless. This is about two weeks ago. It is two weeks ago today, the, the day that we're recording. It doesn't give an exact number, but it says from that 25 million, there has been a dramatic drop off. Players are complaining that the game is getting too hard at higher levels and they're saying that there isn't enough content to keep them engaged like we were talking about earlier. Uh, Niantic confirmed here, it says in comicbook.com's article that Niantic confirmed that they've only got 10% of their planned content for this game in the game right now. So that's partially exciting and partially frustrating yeah. again yeah well, tip you, of the iceberg you have to understand that it's a beta i mean it's not the full game yet it's it, i mean it, it's even on the menu it doesn't say point one it says point zero point two nine it's you know point of a version of the game right now where it 
0.29 version of the game. It's not quite a full game yet. As soon as we do get a full one, then we can start really complaining about it. But right now we can start complaining about it, but it doesn't really hold too much merit because it's not a finished game. Right now we're giving them suggestions about what they should do, but I mean, they've got to definitely have they a sort also of a plan. They haven't told know? us that. Yeah, exactly. They haven't communicated that's, anything. That's the but... biggest frustration. Okay, what Niantic doesn't understand is them only putting in 10% of the content they want in the game right now is going to put a big impact on if they're even going to be able to. Because if they're not going to be able to keep the people happy, are they going to have the funds to keep this game going? Oh, they've got the funds. Well, currently, they... yes. But, I mean, the way servers are going and everything acting up and all that, I mean, they can go bankrupt like that. It's true. They've made an incredible amount of money on this game. So, I think... Financially, it feels like they wouldn't have issues, but you're right. You never know what could happen. Well, have they completely gone global yet? Are they still trying to open in certain countries? They went live in the UK, I think, yesterday. They went live in Canada two weeks ago. And so they're pretty much lighting up the whole globe at this point. I, mm. I think they're not in France. I think France is still in the dark ages of no Pokemon Go. That's unfortunate. But the damn French. They, yeah. They're sitting here like... They get bullied so hard. Like, uh, throughout history, everyone hates the French. They're like, I don't understand forming it. in the streets, just like, one day more. <laughs> we'll play Pokemon Go together. And get a Bulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, so nice. Les Mis, Pokemon, crossovers. Let's find out how many ways we Lame can make you. that joke. Oh, <laughs> it begins. It begins. Uh, really I can, love that Bulbasaur. I can hear the resounding boos from people listening yeah. out, out in their phones. Just like, oh, Let's God. Sorry, France, for associating your personality with Les Mis. That's like, I feel like that gets really frustrating. Like Germans that people associate with, hey, did you know Hitler? When you meet like a German guy and people get so frustrated about that. Did you know Hitler? <laughs> Seriously, like I've I've had I've had conversations with German people and I, they say that that they get asked that a disturbing amount. They do, uh, they like, do. In fact, how stupid do you have to be to ask someone that? I've had foreign exchange students come here from Germany. Oh the, yeah, right, right. For the and program and you you guys hosted them right from yes, Germany. Yes, yes. And uh, they would walk around our streets doing the Hill Hitler. Oh, God. Because apparently it's illegal over there. And I guess they thought they were being like badasses or something. <laughs> <laughs> and they thought they were so cool. And I was just like, you guys realize that's this, this not funny anymore. We do that all the yeah, time. Yeah, hey, you know, let them have their fun, I guess. If you want to... <laughs> You want to imitate the Fuhrer? If you get a, a kick out of that, then more power to you. Trump is well, definitely bringing it back. Hopefully, oh. not more power to you. If you want to imitate a Fuhrer, less power to you. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I, on that note, uh, because Pokemon Go has everything to do with what Donald Trump's going to do and what Hitler did, we're going to move on. <laughs> greatest segue ever. Uh, greatest segue ever. Let's uh, let's tell the story of where the Bulbasaur. Is it Bulbasaur or Bulbasaur's? Is it like it's a plural? Bulbasaur. Where the Bulbasaur... Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we found a lot of Bulbasaur. We caught... Um, I caught 11, Jace and Tanner. How many did you guys catch, respectively? Uh, that day, I caught 12 that day. 12. Okay, yeah. I caught 11. Jace caught 12. I got 11 as well. Had so, one run away. Uh, yeah, you know, you're going to get a few that pop away, and <laughs> that's unfortunate. But we were all in double digits. This place is legit. So, guys, if you want Bulbasaur, they are at Sleepy Ridge Golf Course in Orem, Utah. It's a, from where we are, that's a drive. We are located in uh, Roy. Uh, it's, 
you know, the Ogden area, you guys, I'm sure, are familiar with all the northern Utah locations. But for us, this is about an hour and a half drive, yeah. about. And so it's really tough to, like, to get the, to just make ourselves make that drive out there, especially, you know, for, to catch a few, a few Pokemon when we don't even know if it was legit. But right when we get there, we turn into this little neighborhood and there, Jace pulls up Pokevision and there's what, like 12 Bulbasaur around? I, I, I mean, I think we have the picture on the actual page. I yeah, think on our it was Facebook like page, yeah. Bulbasaur popped up just on that. On the Pokevision. That's, that's the most I've seen of any, you know, not, common even like zubats you don't see eight pop up in one little area right I mean, mm-hmm. even especially out here in, in the cities i'm sure you do but out here you don't really get that much of a cluster of these kind of pokemon especially not a starter so it was just like whoa we need to go now and it was what 100 degrees outside or something oh, like it we're was blasting the ac hot. it was still sweating we puddles. were in jace's car i was sitting in the back seat and i I was starting to get delirious, to be honest, from the heat. Jace, tell us about the process of how we scoped these things out. We were driving, but I will tell you this. We did not go down a hypocritical path and Pokemon go and drive, I promise. Every time one of us was kind of guiding, Jace was driving, and when we would see a, a sighting, we'd pull over and play the game. Remember to be safe and do that. Uh, I've already heard a lot of reports of people crashing into stuff while playing, while driving. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Anyway, so tell us how we actually went about getting these these Pokemon, these Bulbasaur. Well, luckily we weren't the only ones that knew about it. So I was the only one that I think it was on Pokemon Vision. And then I was kind of like, when we were pulling over, I was trying to locate exactly where they were, where we were going to need to go next. Kind of trying to formulate where we were going to pull over next if we needed to bust through some weeds and get to the end onto the actual golf course because there's a it's a neighborhood that kind of weaves around a golf course and so there's there's houses there's a way you can drive there without actually having to go onto the golf course for most of them some of them will pop up into the middle and if it's not busy you can just kind of run out there really fast hopefully you get in the radius but pretty much we were just driving around we used pokemon vision you guys were definitely calling out when you saw like grass popping and you're saying hey there's a bunch of grass we have it nearby there's a Bulbasaur probably so we'd go over there and they pop two at a time we probably caught half of them without even using PokeVision it's true it was kind of being sketchy Uh, and we were only there for about an hour right yeah like an hour we caught like double digit ones 12 and luckily like I said there was a lot of other people there too so we were kind of following this convoy of vehicles (laughs) that was weaving in and out of cul-de-sacs just kind of parking swiping at their phone yeah, driving off, and it was like, that's the fifth time we've seen that Lexus. Like, <laughs> like, right. There literally is a convoy. So, Tanner, tell us about, like, all the cars that were there, what they were doing, and when we actually had to go out onto the golf course. Well, I just remember uh, multiple cul-de-sacs throughout this neighborhood, and I just remember hopping out of the car and looking behind us, and there were all these cars piled behind us. And I didn't even think, like, oh, they're playing Pokemon Go. I was just like, is there a party here? And we just, like, crashed a good parking spot. And, and sure enough, everyone just got out of the car looking straight down at their phones. And it, you can just know it's Pokemon Go. And You can just know <laughs> it's Pokemon Go. Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag that. 2K16. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It was, there were so many Bulbasaur that we had to get. And it, right. it was just great. There was there were so many people just driving circles in a neighborhood for an hour getting Bulbasaurs one by one. On the golf course, if you do go out there to catch Bulbasaur, we did make sure if there was a golfer uh, playing a hole, <laughs> there were some people that were kind of just treading out into the middle. And if you go out there, we urge you to 
be courteous to the golfers. Do not go, I mean, look, it's like, you know, your mother told you when you were a kid, look both ways before stepping out. Seriously, though, like if someone's hit, uh, trying to tee off or they're trying to play their next shot, just don't get in their way. Like you can wait a couple seconds. They have it's... a bag of metal rods that they could <laughs> yes. hit you with. They could kill you. Social respect. They can murder you. <laughs> so be respectful. It's a golf course. It's, you know, people enjoying their golf and we can we got to control our Pokemon Go insanity. <laughs> yeah. Definitely nothing wrong with being super enthusiastic about the game, but we'll always encourage uh, courtesy and safety when, when you're when you're playing this game. So Matt, you didn't come with us. No, I have not. you found anything while you were on your own adventures, lone wolfing? I actually had to work most of the time, so I didn't get to go on my own adventures. <laughs> that's really that's a, that's I, a bummer, man. I that's did find um, just in the mountains of Ogden. There's some water Pokemon, so I just went up there and kind of casually frolicked around. I didn't have Poke Vision at that moment. You frolicked. <laughs> I frolicked. So uh, <laughs> gaily, I frolicked. So. You frolicked gaily. That's yes. I, that's beautiful. Matt that's is a bit. He's a he's a tall guy. He's he's a muscular guy. So to picture you guys, picture Matt frolicking through a forest to catch Pokemon. It's actually a beautiful sight. <laughs> it probably had this sort of music going around with it. And some Enya in the background. <laughs> maybe some Enya. Absolutely. So he that's actually caught a fairy type that day. <laughs> it's, it's almost just poetically fitting. It's, it was a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm happy for you, Matt. If you have any questions about the Bulbasaur catching, it's pretty straightforward. Just go to Sleepy Ridge Golf Course in Orem. Google it on your phone. Follow it all the way over there. You're mainly going to catch most of them if you're going on our experience throughout the little neighborhood around it. Some of them will pop on the golf course itself. Uh, just feel it out. Look at PokeVision. Look at the grass breaking, and and fall, and trust your inst trust your instincts. Two K sixteen, run, sprint, live. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back. So that's a pretty much it. That's how you to catch a lot of Bulbasaur. We're gonna go back there soon. I don't know when because it's really far, but I already have an Ivysaur, and I would like a Venusaur. How much candy do you have even with your Ivysaur? I think I have seventeen. Or okay, so you had. What is that? Forty. Forty-three. Yeah. Yeah. Forty-two. Yeah. Yeah. I have, yeah. I have seventy-three Bulbasaur candy. Dude, you're uh, one more trip and you're there. I'm so excited. That's Wait, how so many Magikarp candies I have. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Man, you're farther from your goal than Jace's than his. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Four hundred Magikarp wait, wait. candies to get a Gyarados, guys. Four hundred. Uh, did you find a Magikarp spawn? I did. I did. Is it but still I'm legit? Still, I'm st I'm, He's I'm, doing some hardcore research on this, guys. It's going to be a very... I one day, so I need to go okay. check it and see if it's Just, still... If it's not a fluke. Control. Yeah. Right. That's pretty much it. If you have questions about the Bulbasaur nest, hit us up on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We will drop uh, our locations of those social media outlets at the end of the episode. Are there any more notable sightings that you guys have heard of slash seen or experienced since uh, our last episode um i guess that there's something at olympic oval mm -hmm. and what is that west valley olympic oval in west valley there is a second charmander nest yeah we're surrounded by charmanders we're stuck in a fire spin we are in a fire spin it's like what does a guy gotta do to get a freaking squirtle nest <laughs> right oh, i've seen that move to california i have seen one squirtle at Temple Square. Same. And it ran away from me. 
It ran away. It That's ran. unfortunate. Yeah. I caught him when he popped up at Temple Square. I'm sure he didn't. He was just fun. frolicking around the temple. He's like, whoo! <laughs> Look, Look at all the uh, The Olympic Oval in West Valley is confirmed to have many, many Charmanders. Man. If you don't, or if you've exhausted the amount of, char- uh, you know, the, the location that we told you in the last episode, try this one out. Let us know if it works. We haven't actually been there yet. I guess there's a Charmeleon that spawns every once in a while. Yeah, so. there's a Charmeleon there. You could yeah. save yourself some some effort and skip an evolution. If you're closer to West Valley than you are to the U of U, go for that. I mean, it's... Depending, yeah, you have options here. Yep. We'll go test it out. Maybe we'll do a, a, a Garden of Charmanders part two. We'll have a, a second an, episode. An Oval of Charmanders. An Oval, yes. <laughs> that episode... We're, I'm going to tell you right now that episode will... It will it'll be a thing. There's also... I wouldn't call it a nest, but also in West Valley that we did try that night at Hunter Park, there are Dratini spawns that happen. They do happen. I caught, we each caught one that night, uh, but it isn't a nest. They're not like all over the place. It is a nest, but it's not a Dratini nest. It's a Scyther nest. I did, yeah, I I caught a Scyther and a Dratini, but only one of each. That's right. Because when I went to go check that out before, Three right when I got there, three scyther spawned right next to each other, right around the kind of the uh, baseball uh, diamond center, whatever you want to call that, where the both of them meet. And then there were a couple dratini that kind of kept spawning up, not too many, but it's a place that they reliably spawn. And then for scyther, there's definitely a nest there. Nice. So, so Hunter Park scyther nest slash dratini spawn basket. Yeah, I, 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 that's definitely not the word. Definitely, but right. maybe they're, they they exist there. That's that's a that's where they frolic. That's where they frolic like Matt. Down to the nitty gritty. We we're gonna give you uh, the results from our last weekly poll, with a massive, overwhelming, almost impossible to count sixteen votes. Woo. We have four mystics. Five instincts ah. and seven valors. Oh, good, good. Looks like, us? no. Oh. This is the people that responded to the Facebook post. You know, we'll give it time. Give yeah. it time to breathe. <laughs> yeah. If we we do encourage you guys to follow our Facebook page because there's a lot of fun stuff going on. We share a lot of fun memes and there's polls and there's activities and there's just Matt. We can we'll post a video of Matt frolicking on there for you guys. Oh yeah, coming soon. I coming mean, soon. If we can get enough people to start chiming in on this, then we can start probably doing like giveaways. We are we are planning on doing some giveaways. We have like old-fashioned vintage Pokemon cards, possibly some some copies of some N64 games, but which that motivates you guys to, to get more involved and to sh- spread the word and then we'll start we'll start tossing merch at you like it's nobody's business. I mean, Pokemon cards are the number 3 thing on eBay uh, when you search up Pokemon right now. So, they're coming back. They're coming back. Be ready. So we have 16 votes. Valor's got it. Valor's got the edge by a little bit, which trailblazing sucks. We did, yeah, we did come up with little slogans for each one. We got Team Valor, we blaze the trail. Team Instinct, run, sprint, live. Team Mystic, drugs. Oh my God. Several, several drugs at once. Those are... To uh, cope with being Mystic. Yeah, we're going to have merchandise with those with those uh, slogans on them. We might we might alter Mystics a little bit. Eh. Oh Will no. We? Will we? That'll fly off the shelf. Well, I mean like drugs with a Z. Oh, oh God, yes. Yeah. Not, not, not omitting drugs. Just now you're talking. Just like the 90s. Keep no, that well, edge. Suggest uh, if you have any cool slogans for Mystic, throw them our way. Uh, Valor, you won this time. The next poll 
is this. Top 10 best Pokemon of all time. Let's clarify a little bit. We want you all to send in your top 10 favorite Pokemon of all time, and we're going to average those all together once they come in to create kind of a, a master list of our combined top 10 best Pokemon of all time. This is going to probably be more of a monthly poll. We, we really do want to get a lot, like I would say at least 20, 20 good lists from you guys. Um, our four will be in there, but we want like 20 more from you guys before we actually compile this list. So get on uh, our social media. We'll tell you at the end where you can find all that again. But start thinking of your lists. I'm, I'm really curious to, to, to hear what you guys have got going. We will start with us, uh, let you know what ours are, just to give you a, an idea of how this is going to flow. And Matt, start us off. All right, so mine are very basic. They're just the Gen 1s. Um, That's okay. Starting off my list is uh, Meowth. Now, it's surprising, right? He's your number one. Yes, because when I was a kid and I watched Pokemon, seeing Meowth just reminded me of Team Rocket. And for me, that's like Team Rocket all the way. We all know you love yeah. Team Rocket. So going down the <laughs> list, you got Meowth, Blastoise, that's interesting. Zapdos, Ninetales, Charizard, Snorlax, Haunter, Arcanine, Ditto, and Cuffing. Nice. nice. Interesting. Nice. I like that Varied a lot. list. Yeah. That is that is a varied list. I like Meowth, the Meowth. man. Yeah, the Meowth like... is cool because it's like the first Pokemon that's actually... Oh, it can translate Pokemon. Team Rocky's blasting you yeah. again. It can like. He's got this weird Brooklyn <laughs> accent, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's an English-speaking Pokemon that also directly understands Pokemon. He's so very culturally it's, significant. It's kind of cool. Yeah. No, oh, that's a good list. That's a good yeah. list. Uh, right, Jace, keep it going. Um, so my number one is Charizard, as we you have know, Dragon, told us. Fire, uh, right? Pokemon Red. Yep. So we all the know whole, why. He sold his card to yep, to yeah, a man uh, for five hundred bucks. Don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. So uh, going down from there, my number two, Alakazam, then Gengar, mm. then uh, Tyrantrum, who's uh, a new one with X and Y, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, and so. Uh, I, I mean, just a, a T Rex. You gotta love that. I've, Tyrantrum. I've been Tyrantrum. Uh, does he have anything to do with Tyranitar? Uh, no, it's a it's a fossil Pokemon. You get like a baby T Rex, and then he uh, he grows up to a rock dragon type. That's awesome. It's and that's amazing. X and Y. Yeah. 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 Cool, cool. So powerful. Um, Agron, who's yeah, uh, Ruby from Sapphire. Ruby Sapphire, coolest first coolest one I saw from Ruby and Sapphire. Then Scizor, awesome. Lapras, Torterra, uh, Umbreon, mm -hmm. and then Steelix are my. Are that's my a great type. list. That's a very very Thanks. good list. I liked it a lot. Tanner? Okay, so my list is predominantly like anything resembling like a dinosaur kind of Pokemon. Those were always my favorite as a kid. So to start off with number one, uh, I, my favorite Pokemon is Giratina from Pokemon Giratina. Platinum. He was on the cover box and I just, I like that he has two forms. That's kind of cool. He has a basilisk form, which is kind of like a lizard with six limbs, I believe. And then he has like a serpent-like snake form and I thought his design was great. He looked really cool. The ghost dragon typing was awesome. And yeah, he's he's just my favorite. I feel like I'm not worthy to host this podcast right now because I that's a Pokemon that I've never heard of. Jace just pulled it up. Giratina, thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool looking Pokemon. Oh, that's way cool. He's supposed to be like the devil Pokemon because he's got six sp uh, little spikes on his wings, six ribs, and six legs. Nice. So then, I guess the rest of my list, uh, anyways would be Tyranitar, Feraligator, Garchomp, Steelix, Scizor, Aerodactyl, Houndoom, Swampert, and Sceptile. Nice. Dude, yeah, that was very... Was there one Gen 1 Pokemon in there? 
Um, Aerodactyl. Oh, Aerodactyl. For the others. Yeah, uh, yeah. Aerodactyl nice. was the only Gen One Pokemon wow. on my list. Okay. I'm really well. loving how different all of our lists are. Yeah. I was kind of, I was wondering how, like, if they were going to be pretty similar, but that's really cool. I like, uh, especially, I liked Houndoom. The mention of him. Yeah. Oh he yeah. He's such a beast. So cool. Right on. I am. Here I go. Here I go. Is my, right on your favorite? <laughs> right on. <laughs> the, right on. You know, the word right and the word on is the first nickname for my first right on. And we use that pun all the time Which, now. My list is as follows. Number one, Blastoise. I was telling these guys that this list is kind of based on what I would feel when I would get the the card or I would see the card for the first time the poker the trading card as a kid and when I got the Blastoise card in a pack I was just like it was uh it was a magical nostalgic feeling and ever since then I've used him in every playthrough of my my red and my leaf green and, and all that and I would just beef him up so much defense wise that even he would go up against like a Jolteon and it couldn't take him down <laughs> and I love Blastoise he's he will always be my fave Number two is Jolteon. I know I said that he was number one in my last one, but Blastoise, he uh, he, he usurped. Uh, Blastoise, Jolteon, Espeon, Alakazam, Typhlosion, Machamp, Tyranitar, Mewtwo, Dragonite, and Zapdos. Nice. That, Excellent choices. That is yeah, my list. That's cool, man. Zapdos was definitely on my honorable mentions. Right. Yep. He, he slipped into the number well. 10. My favorite legendary bird as well. Nope. There you go. Those are our lists. Please send yours in. We want to know your guys' opinions on on uh, the best Pokemon ever so we can create a master list it's, and have it on our Facebook forever and ever. It's definitely not easy to take 751 Pokemon and choose 10 of them. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, go ahead and try and give us a, a list of 10. Let us know kind of why you like your favorite one and then kind of like what we each did. And then, yeah. I will, uh, I, will, I will say this. Everyone that submits one, We'll, uh, let's read them. Let's read them on the next episode. Okay. I want to. I want everyone to know what they're. They're, you know, get a shout out for taking the effort to do it. And yes, yeah, so send in your list. We'll read it on the show, and we will create a master list. The last thing before we go is the announcement of our new crazy episode. Oh my god. What it's going to be is your official Pokemon Go Utah sponsored live streamed. Pokemon Stadium Tournament 2K16. The entire event will be Facebook live stream, but also condensed and edited into a dynamic audio experience for an upcoming episode. Legends will be born, friendships will be broken. It'll be here soon. Be ready. Let's gonna... get ready to rumble! <laughs> yeah. uh, it's going to be wild. We're going to make a full audio experience of the whole thing. We're going to have microphones at the tournament. We're going to have a full bracket. We're going to live stream it if you want to follow us there. If you have any interest in being a part of the tournament, send me a message. We can talk. We can talk. Send me a message on Facebook. Uh, last thing before we go, the very last thing, if you want to send us in your list or talk about the tournament or anything else related to Pokemon, find us at facebook.com slash podcast at podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and that's really about it. Thank you guys so much for listening to Pokemon Go Utah. I'm your host, Jake. This is... Pokemon Go Utah. Actually, I wanted your name. <laughs> oh, I'm Tanner. Cool. Jace. Matthew. And that's about it. See you next time. Until then, go out and be the very best, like no one ever was. 
down on the bat down down. Try not to hit, get hit by a golf, golf ball. Yeah, that's a good thing.